Welcome to episode number 20, Bevy's on Tap. I'm Tim. I'm Jeff. And today we got a special guest, Chris Shutters. Hello. Um, how you doing, Chris? Doing great. How you guys doing? Good. Good, good. man. Good. good. Um, a lot of times we kind of talk about like what we did last week. Um, I think instead of that, we'll kind of, well, a little bit of what we did last week. Um, we got final approvals and people are waiting to hear about it, I think, uh, of... Buffalo Rock number two. Bayside. Bayside. Buffalo yeah. Rock Bayside. Yeah. Over in Oregon, um, if you are from Oregon, you probably have heard about it by now. Um, and a lot of the craft brew world, um, at least locally, I think uh, word is spreading. So uh, stay tuned for episode number 21. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in depth into the process, where we are, kind of what we expect to have happen. And um, we're excited. Yeah, that'll be a good one to listen to. As is this, this week's episode is is exciting yeah, too. Yeah, man. very cool. So very yes. cool and excited to uh, have Chris here. Um, so I think uh, before we get started and hearing all these rock and roll stories, <laughs> let's uh, crack these babbies. Yeah. Over. All right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Travis you... is back there. Oh, Travis, what's the, up, uh, dude? The computer running everything, making sure it's going. Travis, what are you drinking? I got the Red Fox today. Uh, Red Fox. I think you got the Red, Red Fox the last time. Oh, yeah. Did you? You were cracking them? Here we go. Do it to it, man. All right. Chris, what you got, man? I have the Buffalo Drool Amber Ale. Ah, classic. Um, it's a classic. I messaged Chris and said, which is your favorite when you go out there? And, uh, <laughs> right on, that's man. That's what he gave me, so. That's what I got canned. Yeah. Um, I got the Crazy Frog. I think I had it nice. last time also. Lucky that you got that. We're almost out of that one right now. And uh, I didn't even know which one I was going to have today. Travis surprised me with the women and women first today. What's that one? Solid one. It's a it's a <clears throat> pale ale with uh, orange peel and coriander. Oh, there you go. Yeah, solid beer, man. What's it called? Women and women first. Okay. Nice. The name comes from. Uh, um, are you familiar with the show Portlandia with Absolutely. Fred Armisen? Yeah. Uh, it comes from a skit from uh, from that show. That's a great show, dude. Hilarious. So yeah. Cheers! Cheers! Yeah, Chris, man, I've said it to you like five times now, but appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah, this is yeah. fantastic. You have a pretty busy schedule, um, and yeah, we're pretty fortunate and happy <clears throat> that you stopped by, and always appreciate. Oh yeah, your uh, company and friendship. So. Totally, man. Um, so let's let's I appreciate kinda, you guys. Thanks, man. Um, introduce everybody else that's out there listening, and hopefully. Uh, Chilling at home, cracking a bevy with us, and um, but uh, let's kind of talk about like, gosh, you got so much going on. You got Fleetwood Gold going on um, now, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which yeah. is like, uh, I'm super interested. to know what the schedule's like for that because that's yeah. gonna be crazy and bizarre. Um, you got Chris Shutter's original music that you've been yep. constantly doing, and you've been doing this for how long? 25 years. 25 years, no, 20, man. 25 I was years. 12 when I started playing out. Jeez. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. My so God. I didn't know that. I think the first time I saw you, you were, I think, 17 or 18. Okay. Um, and I saw you a few times, and then I started, like, anytime I'd go out and listen to music, I was like, if Chris Shutters is around here, I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've seen you a lot of times before you even knew who I was. That's cool. Um, so... Um, yeah, so 
And yet you still find time to go and play a Buffalo Rock, man, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Venue. I can't wait to check out the new place too. So um, that'll be cool. That'll be sweet. Yeah. Definitely. We we with everything we've tried to learn and get better at what we're doing. We think we have a a really cool way to get the music and yeah. keep it <clears throat> a little bit bigger room, so is it's going to accept a little bit more um, as far as sound goes. Oh yeah. Um, that'd be pretty sweet. But you got um, you got cool things at your your brewery. I mean, you got people can be members and mug the mug club. Oh yeah, mug club. That's yeah. sweet. That's pretty cool. That's it's totally affordable and it's something cool to be a part of. Yeah, totally. It's it's a community. It's a pretty interesting yeah. atmosphere. We talked about it a lot of times on this podcast that um, what it's created is, uh, and and Jeff said it I think best in an interview recently. Um, oh yeah. Beer, uh, Craft beer is meant to be shared. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. that's kind of really the spirit out there is it's sharing an experience more than it is going out there and you know, you know, fifteen pounders in a night. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right exactly. Yeah. No, it's all about so. just meeting people and creating these relationships, man. So I'm grateful to have you on the show. Hell yeah. So um, I know you write originals. It, it's a passion of mine and. We've actually talked. You yeah. told me to send you some stuff, but I've been too embarrassed because yes. it, no. it's it's terribly horribly <laughs> out of time and stuff like that. But I I recorded to get the gist of the song down. So ideally, at some point in time, I could get the right people in the room to yeah. be able to play it. Uh, you know, oh, you, you, um, you do great. Uh, but um, you write and record. Do you do you record yourself? Do you, do you go to studios? How do you do that? <clears throat> well, for many years, I had to... Well, actually, early on, I had this little uh, analog four-track tape recorder. Okay. And I would record yeah. on that, you the know. Pink Floyd way. But this is what I'm talking. This <laughs> no, is no like, like cassette tape, you know? Like okay, it, yeah. you know, And it was like, it's this little thing. It's awesome. I mean, I, I had it all worked out, and at the time, that was the only way I could do it. And then, then I'd pay for studio time, pay for studio time, blah, 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 blah. And then... Um, I decided one year I want to start building one, you know, because that yeah. way it's going to cost a lot of money. But I think that this is something I want to keep doing forever. In the long run, it'll pay itself off. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's one of the things. I mean, it won't take long to pay itself off either, you know, because I'm Studio recording. Studio time's expensive. Yeah, and I'm recording yeah. other artists at mine and making yeah. some, you know, so are you, doing that too. Are you now mixing and are you, are you oh, yeah. running the board? And I mean, that's always that been or? a passion of mine since, I mean, it really first started when, I met Scott Fish, and he's a okay. He does musician. a lot of original. Yeah, and he and I, when I was like, I probably met him when I was eighteen, and um, and he was really into that, and he kind of showed me the way, and got me yeah. the first spark into wanting to become an engineer. Like an engineer yeah. You know? Oh, right on. I've listened to a lot of his recordings and mixes and stuff. And, yeah. Um, he has yeah, a sound. He's accomplished that. Yeah. His. If I hear one of his songs, I know exactly who it is. You know, mm -hmm. based on the production, and that's a good thing. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> but, so yeah. no, I, now I, I do my own most of it and then on top of that I'm doing um, I, I'm signed to Marmitay Records with Eric Sills at Stone Soup Recording Studios okay yeah. so my blues album came from there um, my Shutters album my latest one came from there and we're going to be working on a new one here soon um, so you can give me advice when I release my album and I you know, <laughs> Oh, yeah. with that shit. <laughs> you don't want my advice. <laughs> um, Tim will so, embark on like nine national tours. Yeah, right. right just right, like right. I'll be, I'll be yeah, 80 by the time it can happen. By the time it comes know. back, there's three more Buffalo yeah. Rocks open up around right. the country. No doubt. I'll be playing on my own show. Exactly. 
like I am now for free. Actually, but, Chris, is it? Did I get it right? Was it? You've been on nine worldwide tours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been I'm around a little bit. Yeah, yeah man. How so, many? How many countries do you know that? Oh uh, well. Let's see how many countries are there in the world? Like right. Hundred and something. <laughs> um, I don't even know. It's not. I mean. Like it's crazy. It's not a whole bunch, you know. I just I I couldn't give you an honest number. I mean, maybe fifteen. Is, is, I, mean, I, I remember you and I talked about that before, yeah. actually. And, and I was it's like, not you, like was, you started insane. to count them, and I was like, holy cow! Right, right. right. Like <clears throat> playing music, right? Yeah. Doing his passion. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like how sweet. Thinking about that, dude. Um, just like I want to go back to when you were talking. Like you said, you were twelve years old when you first played out. Yeah. So just like at like bars and stuff around. The first, I, it was all right. Twelve years old, I picked up the guitar. November seventeenth of what was it, nineteen ninety eight. Damn, like, and I, and I remember that because it was the day my uncle passed away. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then um, was he a so he he was a musician he was as well. Exactly. He was yeah. You picked he, up his guitar? No, I I you had one. And my brother had one, and I snuck in his room. The old Steve Ray Vaughan story. I snuck in his room. Quit playing my guitar, and I kept playing his guitar. And <laughs> and I was really a piano player. I played piano since I was at that point. I did I took lessons at somebody. At yeah, time. at eight years old, I I fiddled around with it at two. Like I would play like I'd copy like. Um, TV jingles and I'd go yeah, on and just I'd learn how to just hear it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. And but no piano was first. I dabbled with saxophone for like a couple months just because of school. They had a school band I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then the guitar just came. That was that was it. But you play the flute, which is the same as the saxophone. It's the same, same fingering. Same fingering. Same right? fingering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reed versus different trans transposition, yeah. but yeah. Um, my um, uh, my mom got me a flute when I was 17 for Christmas, and I was really bit before that was really big into Jethro Tull. So I was learning all the guitar mm-hmm. stuff. You know, that's when it really my aunt Linda. Yeah, my aunt Linda was a, a huge inspiration. Um, she actually, I'm pretty sure she taught me my first guitar chord. It was, really, it was an A chord, <laughs> and then she was the one that introduced the flute to me because she was a flautist, and um, she. Um, used to hang out with like Bob Seger and Ted Nugent back in the day like way yeah. back when you know? really wow yeah my actually on a side note here I am I'm branching off <laughs> my grandma um, <clears throat> kicked Bob Seger out of their house when they were young is that right what? Yeah, yeah he was just kind of starting to get big <laughs> right and they came over to the house and he put his feet with his boots on didn't take his shoes off put his feet on the coffee table I'm pretty sure it was their boots and um, she said hey can you please put your feet off the coffee table you know, mm-hmm. so they put him off, and then he did it again. And she goes, "Hey, I thought I told you to take your feet off the cockpit." You know, <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, do you know who I am?" And she goes, "I don't care who you are. You could be the Pope. Get the hell out of my house." No way. Yeah. Wow. Said, don't put your feet on my coffee table. You know what I mean? <laughs> and kicked Bob Seger out of the house. Dude, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a fantastic story. Yeah, and that's when he went walking down on Main Street. Right, right, um, right. All the way to uh, somewhere where he would. Turn the page of his life to not put his feet on. <laughs> right. It's hilarious, dude. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Um, so how do I get back to the other branch that I started? On? I started here and I branched. Just, out. just like I, I wanted to know, like, if you played out when you were twelve, like at just bars, and if that's where where your first couple gigs were. Oh, I never got to tell you that. Okay, my first gig was actually at a Red Lobster. Was oh, it really? really? <clears throat> yeah, my mom uh, used to go there, and 
before they became super expensive for some reason. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. But um, we used to go there when we were kids, and she's like, I know the, the manager up there said he needs, he would love to have you play just like a 45 minute set, wow. and you can have free food, you know? Oh. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm 12, I'm like, hell yeah. I love, <laughs> I want some crab legs. Those are good and the crab legs. Yeah, come on, like, let's go. Yeah. So yeah. I learned 45 minutes worth of music, and um, and that was uh, it was pretty much a month after, maybe two months, two months after playing guitar. I was almost 13, and uh, that was my first gig. And then, then I turned 13 probably within weeks of that. And, uh, yeah, it was, that, was, that was the first experience huh. performing in front of people. Man, Sweet. so it did, I mean, it was a Red Lobster, but like, so did, uh, do you remember feeling like, you know what, yeah, this is cool, like, this is, uh... <coughs> it was, uh, at first, I mean, it was completely nerve-wracking. I mean, yeah. even, you know what, to this day, the, getting up on the stage, I still get the butterflies, you know? Yeah, well, it's, it's good, though. It is good, right? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter where I am. That's just, yeah. uh, that first song, man, is always, first, it's hardest, the hardest one to crack, but once you're in, you get going, you're good, you yeah. know? yeah. But uh, no, it was nerve-wracking. But like you said, you know, I, I did a couple tunes, and I realized, okay, everybody here. Nobody got up and left. No, everybody's they're here, and they're here to they're be being nice, they're supportive. They're not going to tell a twelve-year-old kid, "Get off, you suck," you know. Yeah. Like, they're gonna, you know, I, I, I had the advantage there. Yeah. But th I did get the bug at that point. Totally, know? man. That's pretty Thank cool. You. Just didn't know if it was uh, like also like that young. Uh, if you played at a bar and they were just like, hey, uh, hey man, do you want a water or like a juice or something while you're playing? You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I had to have my parents with me everywhere. Yeah. You it, uh, uh, Shirley Temple. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go, Shirley Temple. <laughs> you have a drink with a cherry, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 7 Up or whatever yeah. you with. Yeah. So your parents like would go with you? They had to. If anywhere that, that served alcohol, I had to have my parents. So for those first five, six years, until you're, uh, you're 18 or whatever, some places you still had to be 21. But, um, so your parents became your biggest dude, fans. Oh my gosh, they took me everywhere. Yeah, like how far did you go? Like when they were taking you everywhere? It was just local. Okay. <clears throat> it was just local. It was just you know, uh, I used to play Parkway Lounge was my first gig. You know, gig gig like with band and everything. And, wow. And um, just places like that, the bars, you know. So, but I, you know, that's kind of how I cut my teeth, per se. Okay. And then one thing led to another. I got a band, and then I left the band. I got another band. Then I went solo, and then I got another band together. So, oh, sorry, I'm moving. No, you're good, man. Couch. You're good, man. You can always cut that ear off, man. <laughs> cut out the whole segment. You know? <laughs> That's when I, when you don't know I don't like it, I'm just going to make a bunch of noise on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I want to yeah. segue here for a second. Yeah. So, uh, I know you write a lot of music now and record and stuff like that um you have a song that you brought to us and why don't you, why don't you introduce it all right so this first one here what's really cool is um <clears throat> it's a collaborative effort that was uh, between me and a guy named luato Skirley out of dr congo africa i've never met him um we've done zoom calls facetime whatsapp um um stayed in touch via facebook and um he, we would send each other tracks during COVID, you know. Yeah, he got a, hold a of lot me. of stuff got created that way. Yeah, yeah. man, like it, it was weird because <clears throat> I had all this time, and um, yeah, you know what I same mean. Same thing. Yeah, exact same experience with that. So he got a hold of me. He's like, "Hey, man, I just want you to know I've been uh, listening to your music for about four years. I've turned all your YouTube videos into MP3, so I could listen to them on my on my iPod <laughs> or whatever." And uh, I'm like, "Wow, that's 
something really nice, you know? Yeah. He's like, I, I do music too, I'd love to collaborate. And I'm like, okay, well send me some stuff, let's check it out. So he just sent me some beats and some like ideas, you know, for singing, like he'd send those in videos and and what he wants to do and then I'd send back what I what I would add to it and send back and forth and then we ended up writing a song called Lay Low As I Lay Low. That's that's um, that's the first song. Lay Low As I Lay Low. Yeah, Lay Low, L-E-L-O, and then E-Z-A, and then L-E-L-O again. And that means, in Lingala, um, it means today is today. And it sounds funny translated because it just sounds redundant. But what it means is live today to the absolute fullest. Today is Sweet. your present moment. This is it. This is... Uh, Make the best of this day or yeah, every day, right? You, you have an opportunity every day you get out of bed. <clears throat> get out of bed and be like, I'm gonna, Absolutely. you know, make the best of this. Mm -hmm. And you know, shit happens. It's how you handle it or how you let it affect you, stress-wise. Um, you know, things like that. Um, I think the worst is like when people get tired. Yeah. You know, like, which you probably are being on the road all the time. You know, I I get enough right. hotels where yeah. I you know, yeah. I don't like to late night drive anymore, man. If I don't have uh, to, right. and right that's. On. The best time to really drive because nobody on the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can get there. Yeah, right. but there's also deer and stuff too. Yeah. You gotta look out for. Yeah. But um, I'd rather just you know get a hotel and get up early in the morning and then take off. Totally, yeah. man. I'm a morning driver. I like it. Totally. So well, let's take a listen to Lelo Azulelo. Almost is that Lelo Azulelo. Azulelo. Yeah. Right okay. On. Let's Here's take a listen. Lactose Caroli. Mananga, na pesina yo. Joto no rajere, e kanginga na kumba na boy peko bi mananga. You are my only one, my number one, my baby boo. Let me take you where you never been. Bobolingo na yo, e zoni sakanga ne fengo ya bumana.
you I, I wanna show you love for never every day I wanna take you where you never be every day baby Just uh, well, it's going to be on all the streaming services soon. Um, I'm thinking really soon because it's been a couple weeks. But I got all the physical CDs, which CDs are kind of uh, like dinosaurs bones anymore. But um, do you do? <clears throat> have you done albums like like a vinyl? Like vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. No, I would love to. Yeah. Uh, it's just so expensive. Is it super yeah. expensive? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I would love. That's if I had if I knew that I could sell a hundred of them, like which maybe I probably could. You know, I'm mm -hmm. around town. You know. Yeah. Well, you maybe we blow this up on there social media and <laughs> people will buy it all over America. Yeah. I mean, that'd be really cool. I've, I've never done that. I've, I've been on a vinyl, but it was on a, it was for uh, Corky Lang when I was playing with him for the mountain thing. Oh, yeah. Um, we did uh, three remakes of songs that he did a long time ago and put it on okay. this vinyl. But we weren't on the vinyl. It was like a little QR code, and it took you to like a... Oh, like a oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do yeah. Three of it. Yeah. So it was like it was on the vinyl, but it wasn't really on the vinyl. Like I've never really heard myself on a vinyl record. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool. That'd be yeah, sweet. that'd be sweet. It has everything. Yeah, right. that'd be rad. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fleetwood Gold. Yeah, yeah. So, Man, it's yeah. great. Um, love it. I went to see him in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think you mentioned this on yeah, a previous uh, and I episode. I had some friends and uh, a fabulous show. It was a really cool venue. I'd never been to that venue Where before. was it at? Um, the Redmore. The Redmore. The Redmore. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. been there. Um, very interesting because it, it everybody had seats like at a table, not like not like concert seats. So as soon as we got there, like I just had never been at a venue like that where it's like it's almost like going to like the Grammys or something where everybody's <laughs> seated. Yeah, you know, I just had not been to a venue like that. Yeah, more of like a um, sophisticated. Yeah, like, like sense yeah, kind of had something. that, and they waited at the tables uh -huh. and came around to you and yeah. took drink orders and stuff. Cool. It was really cool. Yeah, um, very very relaxing. Um, but you guys get up and start jamming, and <clears throat> I think it took a little while for people to kind of be like, "Hey, this is still like a concert and like yeah. a, you know like a party kind of." So it took a little bit. Then once a few people got up on the dance floor, it started to... There was a good-sized dance floor. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there was. Actually, yeah. it was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and once people got going, then they were like... I, I think it it was... You know how concerts are. Like, everybody's up in front. And well, you know, I think with that show, 
the way that we do it, we do come out, we come out kicking, you know, like we'll come out with, nowadays, like we've been starting with the, uh, go your own way, you know, and that's kind of a good banger, right, I get to rock out a guitar really right away, you know, yeah, yeah. but then after that, then we kind of take you on a ride, yeah, 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 and it kind of, uh, it, it gets kind of builds more, up, builds more up, toward, yeah, yeah, yeah which end. makes sense too, yeah. So for those listening, Fleetwood Gold, Fleetwood Mac tribute, yeah, um, and Chris, man, um, uh, just the fact that you being in this band, um, I'd imagine like you must have been you're just a huge Fleetwood Mac fan in general. <coughs> That's kind of the funny part, really. I mean, I <clears throat> didn't really know. Excuse me, I didn't really know too many Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac songs. Well, I didn't think I knew. Yeah, and then I I got asked uh, by the manager John to uh, to you know to try it out, and I said sure, and he sent me this, like a list of the tunes. I started playing that like on the radio, started playing, and I was like, wait a minute, on my phone, and uh, <laughs> this is Fleetwood Mac. And I'm like, wait, this song's Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, right. Because right. it's <laughs> so yeah, much I know, I know, music, I know. And there's a lot of variety. Yeah, too. yeah, there's a lot totally. of variety from yeah. Peter Green. I mean, that was back yeah. like '67, '68. That was like blues that was yeah. a blues band right. you know what I mean then you know 71 to 74 you got Bob Welch which he kind of brought more of a adult contemporary feel to it kind of maybe brought him into the mainstream more in the pop culture rather than in the blues side in my mind and then when Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham came along then that was like okay that thing was like yeah. 75 yeah. Yeah. then, then that was good. that's when everything happened yeah. you know like big time yeah. so yeah I, it's, a, interest, it's such an interesting band because <clears throat> the more you delve into it, just the, the how they collaborated and how they didn't like each other for this. <laughs> yeah, and literally a lot of drama. You know, still even like pretty recently, like some drama with those members too. Yeah, I mean they were gonna go on the road. I think maybe last year, the year was before. It, yeah, within the last couple of years. It yeah, it was Lindsay and Lindsay and Stevie. And, and Stevie, yeah, yeah. Along, right. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because the amount of money they could have made on that, and then unfortunately and the then loss of Christine. Christine. Oh right, yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So now they'll never do it. They said they'll never do it. Like they'll never like try to replace her or go on a yeah. tour because you can't. Totally. Yeah, her voice is iconic. Yeah. 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 So totally. no, it's, I love. I'm passionate about this Fleetwood Gold band. Like that. This is something that like I I really take seriously and I I want to do the best that we can do because we I want to be a contender for like being one of the top. You know I think we kind of are in like in the top country. In the yeah. Country, totally. Top totally. In the country, if I can speak. Yeah. Which um, which. If you do keep doing that, obviously that probably grows like Make bigger it, shows. Let's and, hope, right? Like bigger yeah. venues, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. We do good, good-sized um, venues, man. Like we do, um, like the, sh- the theaters we're doing are like two, three thousand seaters. Oh yeah, hell yeah. And um, we sell them out, you know. Right. And, and then we'll go. We'll, we're playing "Rocking on the River" in Lorain, Ohio. There was ten thousand oh, people yeah, there last year. Oh yeah, that's gonna be big. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good stuff. That's yeah. kind of more what I was thinking. I, and I guess it's you get to. Big outdoor concerts and it just festivals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty sweet. That's yeah, awesome. I'm just what, lucky. It, what is the happened. biggest crowd you played for? Is it with Fleetwood Gold? I, I, I want to. So I know you played with Kofi Baker and did a whole tour. Mm. So people that don't know that connection, um, Kofi's dad was Ginger Baker. Yeah. Um, drummer for Cream. Yep, and Bon yeah. Oh, yeah. And Blind okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> and many others. Played with some amazing artists, right? Oh, yeah. And then uh, I actually had not heard of Kofi when you started playing with him. I researched Kofi and then watched a bunch of videos of him <laughs> just 
below in he's a way amazing. that Jordan can. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, that had to be like when, you, as you get to be a better artist, it, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the opportunity to play also with better artists. Oh, dude. You know, company has. That's like, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Gotta everything. Gotta be that's it, as you get more exposure and and grow like this. That's got to be like. That's huge. I mean, if you you play with people that are that are masters at their craft, like, and it's undeniable, you know, that they're masters at yeah. their craft. You don't have to worry about them. Like, what was nice right. about with Kofi is I could I could go off the beaten path here, and I could play with the time. I could play you know on three or three against two or three against four riffs, right. and I could go off into a little. Tangent. And he's gonna keep it. And we're both, and if, as long as we're on point with ourselves, hmm. we're all gonna come together. Totally. On yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. That's Music sweet. is a beautiful thing. It is, man. It, it, we did. We had one show in particular with Kofi that I really thought was magical was uh, at the Meisen Fry in Bremen, Germany, and it was oh my gosh, it was like kind of like a nightclub, really, and um, there was probably five hundred people there, and it was packed of just low ceiling. It wasn't even that high of a ceiling. It was just this crazy little place, but it sounded so good in there, and we just it's actually there's a seat there's an out live version. Of one of the times we played there, we played a few times. Um, it was 2014. Uh, Chris You can find it. You can yeah, go yeah. Down there's a live at the Meisen Fry. I, I just really love that venue. It was really cool. That was, that was a cool place. Yeah. So it was just like a moment, like after the show, maybe where you're just like, man, that was, that was like, pretty wild. No, yeah. you like walk out and you're like, you're just like having a moment to yourself. You maybe. know, it's like those. It was in the middle of solos and stuff. Like, I, not even oh, okay. always mine. Like, I would bass player do a solo and I'd be like doing some rhythm thing. And, so it's during that moment when you're yeah, thinking that drums are doing literally his. He's doing his own thing. Everybody's doing literally their own individual thing within the time and the key of the song. And then knowing when to come back in, we all know when the feeling is happening. I'll say, "Wow!" Everybody's back in the one again. It's like that is that is the what you look for when you play music. That wow. camaraderie, the intuitiveness, you know. Totally. Yeah. Wow. It's it, cool. It, I get excited to talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. man. Totally. I'm novice at. I played guitar for a long time by myself. <clears throat> Never played music with anybody else. Um, then I had a buddy that played bongos every now and again. We started hanging out and we did that. And then I went down a rabbit hole. But like during COVID is when all of this shit happened. <laughs> hey, that's right. sweet though, dude. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, Got creative. Um, it wasn't until I started drumming and recording until <laughs> it really connected with me how all the instruments are going at the same time and that timing is, yeah. it's everything. It's, uh, dude, it's, it's, it's everything to smooth, fluid, fantastic to the ear sound. Mm-hmm. Chris, man. Yeah, you're a master at it. Thanks, yeah. dude. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Uh, these world tours, right? Like, I just want to know, like, for one world tour, like, what's it, uh, like, you're just bouncing from place to place, day, like, each day? Like, I just want to know, like, the chaos, you know, that's involved wow. with it. It's just, uh, it is nonstop. You know, like, you go somewhere. So you fly into where you're going, usually have that night off. Maybe even the next one, kind of get your, uh, if you're traveling far, you got to, you know, you have a little jet lag, you know? Yeah. It's a real thing. You know? Totally. And, um, and it's, it's funny because like Kofi told me that if you had the best thing to do is eat a lot of fruits and veggies and not so much meat when you when you um, travel and a lot of water and that keeps you from really getting jet like bad huh. and it does work actually so like the first couple of days just don't eat anything other than vegetables.
vegetables and fruits wow. and water. I've never heard this. This is sweet. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's gone back and forth. I don't know how many times, you know? Yeah. So that was his way of doing it. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I took on that. and So anyway, so you get there. You have the first day or two off, and then you get everything together. You go get the... The backline stuff, if you had to do that, like I had to get an amp. Kofi had it. He has a, a. Oh, so you didn't pack instruments or just your guitar? Just my guitar and uh, select pedals, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe a microphone because I didn't know what to, what they were yeah. gonna have over there. So sure, 58s, right? Everybody. It was all so 58s. Was, I got a uh, 87A. Okay. Um, sure, radio. 87A. Like, seems like sure 58s, like especially like, the. You know what? Honestly, though, like the betas are really sweet, but I, I think almost like the regular ones. Like I think they're boomier. <laughs> yeah. But um. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you get there, and then you get all your bearings, and then you get on the road. So then your first show is probably relatively local. You go play that show. At the end of that, you either stay the night or you get right in the car or right in the van <laughs> or bus, whatever you're taking. And um, and you go. Usually it's like five hours. So you get to where you're going five hours. You wake up, you eat breakfast, you get to the show. Well, you have like three, four hours to do whatever you want to do. Get to the show, sound check, set up, eat dinner, get ready to play, play the show. Come back to the bus and then get back on the road again. You know, so it's like, wow, you've been, did you see all this stuff? It's like, you don't really get to do that. You don't in get and to out. sightsee. Yeah. In and out. You get a few days off and yeah. you got to mm-hmm. really be, like, you got to really be conscious of those. Yeah, that time. probably know how to play them ahead yes. of time too, right? Yep, and I actually uh, got to see a, uh, a castle in Epstein, Germany, Epstein, Epstein, whatever, and it was it was the only time I've ever actually got to tour a castle. I went there, wow. and uh, the bass player is like, I'm like, man, like from the gig, there's we're uh, elevated, and then there's windows everywhere, and you could see the castle, probably like two miles away, up on a hill, like from the gig, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's right there, I, I got I yeah. gotta see it, you know, it's, this is yeah. my only chance. Sounds you know? like uh, Count Dracula's castle or something. It's like right. That. It was just just random castle, but I was like, I gotta go Isn't see it. Isn't it crazy that like that's a thing? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like literally, people yeah. had kingdoms and castles. <laughs> Insane, wild concept, man. And they, and they would build it up on a hill, because then looking down... Mm-hmm. They could see their enemies coming. Yeah, but you got to get the materials up the hill yeah. to build it. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to do amazing feats. Yeah. So, um, so I, the bass player was like, I'll take you. We'll get set up real quick, and we'll just walk over there. So we did. We walked about two miles in these cool cobblestone road neighborhoods, you know what I mean? And it was just cool. That was cool by itself. Yeah. And we get there, and it's closed. Oh, no. Of course it is. Gosh, no. So we're like, he's like, all right, well, take a couple pictures. I did, and then we're walking <laughs> away, and this little lady comes up, like little, like older lady, that like, she had jet black hair, but you know what I mean, like she looked like a like a witch or something. Yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> she looked, and I mean that in a good way, because she was really nice. She goes, she goes, are you guys trying to get in the castle? I go, yeah, it's closed. She's like, well, I live here. The the community pays for me to live here to take care of the castle. No way. No so kidding. she lives there. What? So she, she's like, come on. So she opened it up, and she took us on this amazing tour. No way. Yeah. No just way. Us. And then she's like, all right, well, this is about all. i got to get stuff done. You guys go ahead. And it was just me and the bass player. Uh, it was incredible. And so, this uh, castle. Yeah, the ca- and there's a, what it was is like it? like massive. A, what is the watchtower, the big tower that they got? Um, <laughs> they have, uh, they reinforced the steps to go up to it. It's like this windy st- I'm afraid of heights, but I had to get up there, right? Yeah. So I'm going up. We're going up this thing. It's it's pretty high. It's probably 150, 200 feet up. And you're on a hill. So, like, it's up there. Yeah. So 
you finally get to the top and you just walk up to those, you know, those step stone kind of views. Jeez. Dude, it was just incredible. Jeez. Just to think people, they had little uh, um, mannequins of people that were like, oh, did they? They were, really? Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. two narrows and yeah. stuff. Huh. But that I guess, absolutely crazy. I guess that um, castle at one point got stormed and, and, and whatever, the people were coming up the hill. Yeah. And they were able to maintain. Wow. Oh, wow. Because they were the, an elevated castle. They were like one of the Whoa. first to, like, I guess, do that. That's nuts, man. But it was pretty neat. That's my story. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's Thanks. a fantastic story. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like days like on these world tours where you're just like, oh, where am I? Dude, yeah. Like, yeah lose track good. of where you're at. Yeah, like, what the, a day. There's like, a couple of days. Yeah. You know, when I was a little younger doing it, like, I would be a little more risky and, you know, like, my parents were always like, "Be safe! Don't don't go off the beaten path." You know, but sometimes you just want to yeah. want to get lost yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, you know. Totally, man. So I would do that, and it was always a really interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, going from Fleetwood Gold. Yeah. How, so, how do you get connected with Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Like, how does this thing come up? Well kind of the same way this conversation is connecting because we started off with you saying about the Kofi Baker thing okay and when my first gig with Kofi Baker was 2011 and we were in St. Louis and I it was funny here's the here's the origin story of that as I was at Manhattan's downtown and I was about it was about midnight and there was um, an open mic there and I was hanging out and I had a few drinks and I got a phone call from a, a buddy named Jeff Coleman, who used to live out here, but he he, was, he plays with Alan Parsons now. He's like, he's, he's a really amazing guitar player. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he gives me a call and he goes, hey man, uh, how would you like to play, uh, be the lead guitarist and singer for Kofi Baker's Cream Experience? And I go, Kofi Baker, Cream, I'm thinking Baker, Ginger, like, Ginger Baker? He goes, that's his son, yeah. I'm like, oh, what, what does this entail? I mean, I'd love to. He's like, well, you'd have to be on a plane at nine in the morning <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh, you shed me. Holy yeah. shit. Holy cow. I'm like, um, okay, give me a minute. I just, my heart's beating, you know? So mm. I, I'm, at this point, I wasn't, the only thing I'd done, well, actually, I was on the road with Nathan Osmond at that point, um, Diane Marie Osmond's nephew. But anyway, so okay. he, I, I call uh, I call him back, and I go, oh, my gosh, yeah, let's do it, you know? Yeah. So I had to call and make arrangements for people to get me to the airport in the morning, and <laughs> and I did, man. I went went to St. Louis the next morning. Um, I was actually in the plane with these uh, professional golfers, and we got to talking. And uh, they were they weren't like tour pros, but they were pro like uh, pros at like a country club and stuff. And um, we get to where we're going, and, and I'm like, well, I still I gotta wait here like four, four and a half hours till they get me. They're like we we live right up the road, you know. Come out and have a couple drinks. So I'm like, all right. So I got in the car with them. <laughs> Went to this dude's house and we were hanging out in this beautiful house, unbelievable. And we're having these like just amazing tequila, just all sorts of shit, right? Fancy cocktails. It was nice, so, yeah. It was yeah. really nice, and I got to take a little nap and <laughs> and um, damn, sounds they, like some nice people. It was really amazing. Yeah, and I still talk to them you know, every now and then. Oh, right on. Um, drove me back to the airport. Van picks me up, and uh, the bass player <clears throat> of that band is Rick Fiorbracci. And he's played with Asia. He's played with everybody. Wow. Like, he's, yeah. he, he's played with Chick Corea. I mean, he's yeah. he's one of the most accomplished bass players I've ever known. You know? Probably the best I've ever played with. I mean, guaranteed the best I've ever played with. And um, 
he uh, from there we did those shows because I was filling in their tour. Their tour cut short because their guitar player, singer, got drunk, fell down the steps, broke his wrist and his, I don't know if it was his nose, it might have been his nose. So he couldn't tour, and I was there to finish the tour. So that was my job. Wow. And it was four, three or four shows. I think it was four shows. And that was it. The rest of history. I, I kept continuing to play with Kofi. Well, I hadn't seen Rick since then. And up until recently, you know, Blood, Sweat, and Tears was going, okay, we need a singer. Rick, hey, do you know anybody? So Rick said my name after, like, you know, however many years, you know what I mean? And because, uh, I mean, he's a great guy. He like, you know, we stay kind of in contact on Facebook. We don't really talk too much. And um, he, uh, yeah, he hooked me up with this thing. They sent me some tracks and I put them into my studio and with no vocals. And then I sang vocals on top, sent them back. And they liked it, so I guess. And then now I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> that must have been nerve wracking. It, it did. I mean, you know, but it was nice to be able to do it. You know, at the comfort of my own, my own home. Yeah. And that goes back to the yeah. studio thing. If I had to right. go rent a studio, knowing I gotta nail these, you know. Yeah. Right. At home, you're I could. Pressure for time. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Time. So I did. I, right. I took my time with it and tried to learn <clears throat> how David Clayton Thomas sang the songs, but not be exactly like him. Still be me. Right. You know right. what I mean? But right. there's certain things you can do to kind of emulate that yeah. guy that people would love to love. Yeah, because they're you know? going to. Yeah. Reminisce about that. It right, sounds too different, I feel right. like. Than, right. And I think naturally, and I didn't realize this, but my voice does kind of sound like his. It's kind of weird. I think it's fantastically close. Yeah, thanks. Honestly. And then here's a clip of me right now, everybody, of standing on my head. <laughs> I'll have to send like a picture of me like upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, man. Yeah, no, I would also like going off of this too, man. Um, just. For as long as you've been doing this too, um, like just other musicians that like come like pop in your head where you're like the, who you've personally met, where you're just like wow, can't believe I'm meeting them. Yeah, I had that kind of feeling when it was uh, when I first got with Mountain with uh, Corky Lang, because I mean he's a that dude's a rock legend on the drums, man. You yeah. know, he's it's amazing when you actually play with someone like that because you don't really know what to expect. You want to play your absolute best. You want to show them what you can do, but you don't want to seem like too... On top of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. You want to be open to all these... Because he's like, okay, how I met Corky now. Okay, all these stories, they're all everywhere. You know, there's no timeline. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was on the road with Kofi, and we were playing at BB King's Club in New York. Oh, right on. And playing with us, there's a couple shows. There's one in Patchogue, New York, too. Uh, no, it's Patchogue. Is that New York? One of the two. One of the two. Let's go with whatever. Let's go go with New York. Let's go with New York. Sounds cool. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I've been. Um, So um, after the show with Kofi, Corky was going to go on, and Corky comes up to me and goes, hey, man, how would you like to to, go on the road with us? We're doing a U.S. tour. Like right then. Right then. Right in between the set, you know? I'm like, "Um, well, you got a guy, you know? He's like, yeah, but he can't do it. He's got things going on. I need somebody that can fill, you know? I'm like, and I've always, my rule of thumb in music is always say yes. If it's something bigger than what you're doing or something that you can see making you a better musician or a better person or whatever it may be, more money, just say yes and just see what happens. And yeah, I did. try to figure it out. If you say no, the opportunity's gone. Exactly. Right? Maybe exactly. it doesn't work out, but it 
and then you would never know as well, right? You'd never know. Yeah. You'd go, man, I probably would have worked on that. I know. Done just that, dwelling man. on it afterward. Yeah, I don't want to live life in regret. Totally. Know? So I did that, and I'm like, when is, uh, when's the tour? He goes, well, it's three weeks from now, and we'll be gone for three months. I'm like, wait a minute, what? You know? So... <laughs> Anyway, so that's what happened. And I said, okay, I got three weeks to learn these songs. It was like 20 tunes. And I don't know if you ever listened to the Mountain Repertoire, but at this point, the only song I'd ever heard was Mississippi Queen. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. And I didn't really listen to that that much. And um, it's the most eclectic, genius music. I mean, really, it's just eclectic. It's so... It's hard to remember the lyrics because they're so out there, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no, like format to a lot of like the things the rhyme schemes and whatnot not always so um i had three weeks to learn it i'm like okay can i use like an ISM? can i use like an ipad or something he's like yeah sure and then i'm just i'm just gonna focus on the guitar then and then the lyrics will melody will be there and i get to the we had one rehearsal before we left i had to drive to long island and then leave my truck there and then one rehearsal and um he's like i don't want you to use the ipad for the stage i changed my mind <laughs> no, way. no way. I'm like, oh no, what am I gonna do? <laughs> well, luckily the bass player was kind of, was a singer too, and he was kind of like, okay, you know, I'll I'll guide you through this stuff, you know. Yeah, get you started if you're getting a hard. Start. Yes, like he'll yeah, start the yeah. line, and I'll, the, he yeah. was a huge help. Joe Venti. Joe Venti is, he was he's such a great guy. I love that guy. He moved to Florida, and he's doing his own thing now. But, That's uh, the things like again, great musicians because they can breed it. Like they can watch you, and they know if you're like. Dude, yeah. I don't know what this next line is. He can, like, yeah. really cool playing with yeah. great people. Yeah. yeah, and they, they help you. That's the thing about great musicians is they don't want to have a bad show either. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't want you to look bad because if you look bad, that makes them, mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. unit look bad. Right. So it's yeah. about helping each other. Totally. There. You know, there's, it, that's how it should be. There should be no arguments on stage. There should be no um, anything, you know, animosity. It should be, okay, here we are. Yeah. We're we're in this together. Let's 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 do this. Yeah, you know, at the best we can. Have yeah. you experienced any of that, like while on stage? What's that? Any kind of like, like conflict? Yeah, all the time. I got watching really? a YouTube yeah. video where it was a three piece band, and the drummer was just all over. I think it was the bass players, like, like, dude, you're behind the beat, you know, just yelling at him, yelling at him, yelling. The bass player turns around, just kicks the drum stand you know <laughs> next thing you know the drummer's coming over top of the, yeah like so any of those yes actually. he said he said all the time <laughs> absolutely now you know what the thing is is like there's always going to be conflicts it's like a family going to a family you know, yeah. you know hanging out with family you know you love each other but you're there's going to be these little things that yeah. you know that, that are under your skin or or that need to be talked about and nobody has the yeah, balls nobody to do really it. wants to yeah. bring it up. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, like the well, because it's, it's kind of because you think it's better to let a sleeping dog lie, you know. But a lot of times it is. Yeah, a lot sometimes of times you got to get through it in order to get to the other side of it. I think yeah. it's crazy, like because going off this too, I just didn't know with this line of work um, if there's because it's it's hard, or I would imagine it would be difficult. And um, but if you love it, it's probably you have a different perspective on it. But um, if there's, if you've been doing this for, you know, 25 years, which is a long time, you know, how often are you like at a, like where you are thinking about it during the day or you're just kind of like, um, you're traveling somewhere and you have some time to think where you're just like, man, like, is there ever any times where you're like, I don't know if I can keep doing this or 
because another uh, going off this quite like you're uh, you're married, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you have yeah. a, you you have a child? Yes, I do. Okay. Man. Yeah. Bo. How old? Bo man. How, how old Bo? <laughs> he's uh, he's 20 months now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Congrats, man. Thanks. He's the best thing ever. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But I mean, now that you have your own family too, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. if these, you know, if you ever think like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't, you know. I've always thought that my whole life. There's always been moments in my life where I felt like I wanted to quit, you know, maybe just record and not play so much. Because there's a lot of drama out there, especially in the local world. You know, a lot of people, they want it's the crab theory. They don't want you to leave. They want you to stay. Ah, okay. They want to be better than you, and there's always a competition there, which I don't believe in. I think it should be a collaborative. But anyway, um, but there's always been times where I wanted to quit. And there's always something that kept me doing it. There's always something that did. I wanted to quit after my band in high school, and I didn't want to play anymore. And my dad, I uh, was like two months I didn't play. And he goes, he goes, you need, you need to get back out there. I got uh, a buddy of mine's son who has a studio. They just want to jam. Do you want to go over there and just jam? Yeah, just that's like, pretty cool. Not, not set. intention, kind of. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, let's go. Like your dad's telling you that. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, totally. and it sparked another thing, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put a band together. And then I, I, I did that for a while, and more things happened, I wanted to quit, more things pulled me back in, and then I had my son, and I realized, well, I don't want to be gone all the time, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to slow it down, you know, you know, I'm going to start not playing so much, I'm going to find other ways to do it, that's when I built my studio, get some people, make some money that way, and then all of a sudden, I get this Fleetwood Gold thing, and I get the blood, sweat, and tears thing going, and it's it's too cool to not do and it pays enough to mm. it's it's you know it's a living now you totally. know what i mean it's yeah. and it's not just grinding in a local scene yeah. because i mean it's that gets tiring you know but now it makes it fun cuz i'm gone a lot and when i come back and i get to play here in town i enjoy, it's it's, it's i got the spark right, again right, okay. you know? right. so it's yeah. all about trying to keep the flame alive and and sometimes the you know the universe does it for you you know yeah That's and, and your I mean. wife like she she's a musician as well Madison or Muddy Shutters yeah. is she also best, plays at Buffalo Rock the best female voice this place has ever yeah. seen yeah and she does play at Buffalo Rock quite often actually uh, you know the, the big story the Buffalo Muddy oh story. yeah yeah let's yeah. hear it let's hear it I so, hear. <laughs> um, for those that don't know so Muddy also has been playing at Buffalo Rock mm-hmm. and um, she was like more than noticeably pregnant. Like, I think not nine months, but like eight and a half, maybe. I don't know. Um, you could probably tell the exact date, but anyway, um, she came in. We went out and helped to carry her gear in, mm-hmm. and then she played a full show, and it <laughs> was fabulous. I mean, yeah. she was on. It was just mm-hmm. a magical night of, of music. Never said a word. I don't even know if she, before she left, I think she might have called and told you or some friends, like, hey, I might be going into labor. And later that night, or the early the next morning. Oh, that night. Well, yeah. I guess early the next morning was like midnight, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know the story. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's dedication, like you yeah, know, and, no kidding. And when we booked, like you know, she had said to me, "Hey, 
I might not be able to play some of these dates depending on how you know everything goes with all that and uh, you know to you know just keep me in the loop and like certainly if I knew that she was gonna go oh. you know that night we yeah. would have hey you know we can work this out because you know we wouldn't <laughs> but she obviously I think seemed to feel fine but um, maybe it's being on your feet straight for yeah I almost mean, three hours yeah right. Well, she was a firm yeah. believer in like exercising while being pregnant, you know, yeah. and that's that was I think a lot to do with how well everything turned out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that night, she played her last song. It was "Home," was the name of the song, and then she didn't play there. I think maybe until like a year later, and when she played the first song, she did was "Home." Okay, I didn't no know that. Yeah. yeah, you just gave me chills, dude. Yeah, so that <laughs> that's was, rad. That's cool. That cool? That's really cool. Yeah. 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 So nobody really knows that, but that's, us, yeah. you know, wow, that's that's sweet. Yeah, that's pretty. Thanks for sharing that. Like that, seriously. Like you just gave cool. me goosebumps. That's that's pretty. That's, cool. pretty, uh, yeah. that's like that's pretty intimate. Yeah, oh yeah, it's intimate. It's good. It's yeah. symbolic. I mean, everything we do, everything we do is like symbolic. You know, like I since the beginning. You know, I, uh, we're ten years and four days apart. So she's younger than me. So we got married. On ten four, okay. October four, which is almost like okay, she's ten years younger. Ten four, good lady. It's all good. It's okay. Yeah. You know, so there's all these like these things. Damn, where, yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah, she's great. Every time she plays, it's 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 always awesome. And mm-hmm. the cool thing about her too is she's always having a Buffalo Rock brew when she's yeah. mm-hmm. when she's playing. Yeah, oh my God, she's super cool. Except for when she was pregnant. Yeah, not. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not during that time. Yeah, not during, not that, during time. that time. Let's yeah. add that in because she wasn't yeah. drinking. Her. Not during that time. A little <laughs> spot of clarity, everybody. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, yeah, no, she she does. Super she loves the she loves the beer. It's great. Have you guys yeah. recorded together? Write together? How like do you collab? Yes, again? and we haven't been lately, but we've been. We did do this one thing for uh, there was a cat fest earlier this this yeah. year. Yep. Yep. Um, she and I did this thing called Two of Us, which is a Beatles song, and we did a Beatles set, all Beatles. Oh, yeah, no, Cause that's, yeah, cause that's kind of our thing. That's cool. Beatles, yeah. Lot. And um, before that, we were recording um, some songs that we did with Steve Kennedy, a musician. Yep. And uh, he was actually Steve was on the drums, and we did a we we called the band. Uh, it's called, I'm gonna, I'm gonna copyright it right here, so nobody steals it. <laughs> called Huda Funk. And uh, anyway, because uh, <laughs> we're going to finish this thing. Yeah. And the music that came out of it was like this surf rock thing. It's it's so cool. Like, I want to show you that, but it's not done. So I'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to wait. And it hasn't been worked on in quite some time. But, you know, we've done collaborations. We, we want to do a, actually, I want to produce her solo album. Like, I don't even need to be on it. You know, she wants yeah, me so to be on it. Yeah, so she writes and records also. Yeah. Um, I played, I got to remember if she was, I think she was for me at the Levi and Lilacs show mm-hmm. last year and I was so you talk about nervous butterflies right I've never done that original <laughs> great, stuff man. out in front of everybody yeah. but I was sandwiched in between mountains of artists right so mm-hmm. I'm following Muddy's voice right <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> everybody was like in for a treat but yeah she's she's fantastic so she writes and records and now you guys get to do that at home yeah, well, you know, it's funny because you think, and a lot of people said, you guys just like play together. Right, just constantly. Yeah. Never. <laughs> like, we never do that. Like, <laughs> well, it'll be either be hanging out with the boy, and then when the boy goes to sleep, you know, I will watch shows. Like, we watch yeah. our favorite shows, normal cook dinner, yeah, you know, like, you know, like normal things. Right. And it's like, uh, and that's it, man. Like, never really like, hey, let's, let's 
jam, you know? Even though it, <laughs> what would come out of that would be amazing, it's just, you know, we like our downtime. Our, yeah. When you're, you know, when you're, now my, my dad was a, uh, a, a general foreman electrician, you know, I'm, you know, he never wanted to bring his work home, you know, and it's, it's kind of like the same kind of feel, you know what I mean? Um, we lived in the dark. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> just, Power of the out, he's yeah. like, I'm not working on it. We, have, can, we have candles growing up. He made a great living working as an electrician, but at home we had candles and, and mirrors. A lot of mirrors. Too many mirrors. <laughs> Too many mirrors for like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. We had a, I had a great job. <laughs> yeah. You turn... Uh, 45 candle lights into... You know, yeah. 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 You can light up a whole room. You know? here, right? yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, and then yeah, this, to go back to the original thing, was, uh, you know, this blood, sweat, and tears thing is, uh, is, has been a godsend, really. I mean, it's been a really cool experience. It's been something that I think I've been waiting to do because I don't play, I don't even play an instrument right now. Like, Oh, you're not. No, you're singing. I'm just singing. Like, wow. Like Elvis really? Presley. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's the hardest part. Yeah. That's, and that's, again, another thing that um, makes you a, a better musician in a way because you're going outside of you're the comfort zone. You're now techniquing that specifically yeah. too, right? And I never right. do that. You know, yeah. I'm always playing. Yeah. And it's weird I've found, um, sorry, I'm kind of going, but I've found that um, remembering lyrics is very hard when you're not playing an instrument. Because I, I realized harder. it's a much harder, yeah. Oh. The instrument reminds you where you're going. Like, yeah, because you're thinking about, okay, I know it's going to yeah. this, you know, chord. Or yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, right. totally. Mm-hmm. It's like without that, you're like walking in a room in the dark. It's like, wait a minute, I remember the steps I got to take. I just got to do it, you know. And a lot of counting. You guys do a lot of counting as a singer. I, I respect people that are just front people now, like more. Not that I didn't before, but more now that I had to do it because I realized yeah. how hard it is, you yeah. know. That's all, yeah. yeah. The counting thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's... Right. Like, I, I do it in my head. Like I know. Like I've heard drummers are like, one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, and four. You know, yeah. or whatever. Like everybody got their own thing. And like for me, it's just it's like a clock kind of ticking. Mm-hmm. But always got an instrument. Mine's the left leg. Yeah. My left leg. You watch me play. I'm always I'm always it's moving. Like that's with it. that's yeah. my yeah. Me, my metronome. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Which you know, I kind of drummer. I I think of it as so I play I play drums too. So like, the hi hat is a timekeeper. Yeah. You know. And that's that keeps going. If you listen to Kofi Baker do his drum solos, he'll go nine four into four four to three four to six whatever. He'll do all these different uh, time polyrhythmic changes, but the hi hat's always like yeah totally yeah yeah exactly. It's pretty amazing. Yep, sweet. So that made it easy to find too, because like you feel like he's going off, but he's not. So like if you try to find the one, you just focus in on zero in on that hi hat. Okay, here it comes. Totally, man. Yeah. yeah. So sweet. I got a quick question. Yeah. I was on your website after you mentioned it. What are the Chris Shutter shoes? Oh, the Shutter he's shoes. Got, he's got them on right yeah. now. I got them on right now, baby. Um, <laughs> they're a little dirty right now because it's been raining. But um, no, they're. It's something I wanted to do, man. Like it's just I've always I like shoes. I like Jordans. I like I wear all sorts of different kinds of, and I I like that kind of. That style. It's like, yeah, part of like your dress attire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Style. I don't really use it with like the band, like Fleetwood and Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I got my, uh, I got some like snake boots or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, um. To coincide <laughs> with the. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more of like, like a yeah, formal look. Totally. Yeah. But my gigs, man, I, I try to rock these out. Um, 
made in Italy, uh, mauve leather, um, handmade from Italy, and all Italian leather. So it's like it's all it's. And my thing when I'm doing is, I've had them for about a year now, and I wear them almost all the time in all sorts of weather because that's when I see what they can take, you know. Yeah. And so far, they're I I keep them clean. I clean them, you know, every couple of days. But um, no, I I think they're pretty pretty durable. Right Kick butt. That's pretty sweet. That's Are there sweet. different styles? Is it is it all the same colors? Right is now, it's just theme? it's just these right now. But I'm gonna make a new pair. And I'm not going to say what they are right now because they're not done. Totally. But okay. there's there's going to be a second edition coming out here soon. So. That's cool, sweet. man. Yeah. Cool. It's, these are, I just made these just to see if I could sell any, and just to see if uh, just see if I could do it. And I I have been I've been selling. So is them. it cool. is it like you take orders and you get so many you put an order in or just as you get an order? Yeah. They're custom made, so they they got a. They're made to order. Yeah. yeah. So then yeah. Because you can't really guess sizes, you know. Like, but you go on my chrisshutters.com and there's a link to it, and and I'm I'm hands free for me. So yeah. I just you know what I mean. Yeah. Cool. That's sweet. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, for those listening too, like yeah, find them on chrisshutters.com. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. And they can at least through the they can connect somehow to find all of your music. All the music's up there. My tour schedule's up there. Everything's all is all there. So chrisshutters.com. I really wanted to. I I used to have that website you know, 15 years ago, and then I didn't renew it in time, and some Chinese company bought it out. Is that right? Yeah, and they wanted no. to sell it to me for like, for like five, no, it was like five grand. No kidding. They wouldn't give it back, yeah. you know what I mean? Whoa. So it's like, I'm not going to spend five Jeez. grand on that. So I waited and waited and waited, and then I decided I'm going to try to figure out when it expires. So I, I figured out like how long you can have it, and I thought back when that happened, I did the math. So it's got to be within this week, at this one point. And I did it. I, I got it back for like 15 bucks. All right. right. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, all right, there you go. So I finally That's, got my name back. It took 15 years to get trishotas.com. Yeah. It's interesting. That's we bizarre. opened Buffalo Rock, and we got buffalorockbrewingcompany.com. Um, we, um, were advised to try to find several other names that were kind of close to that and buy them. And it's more not because you're trying to like stop other people from using it as much as it misdirects people to the wrong sites when people are trying to find yeah. you. So yeah. it was a, it was a way to kind of make the search to get to you a little bit cleaner and easier. It's, it's smart, man. Uh, the guy that um, that runs the Fleetwood Gold Band, he owns. Uh, Fleetwood Gold, Fleetwood Mac Experience. He owns like a couple different URLs. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, sweet um, man. Yeah. Way to do it. Um, way to do it. Really appreciate you coming out and, and chilling yeah, with thanks us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is dude. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out um, Fleetwood Gold. Check out Chris Shutters in general. Let's wet and tears. Catch him at Buffalo every now and then. Yeah. If I had my studio like really set up right, we'd have you hooked up. <laughs> Like, like live something Ooh. so maybe we get you back again sometime down the road and sounds great do something like that yeah. like change up the experience yeah. for the listeners and um, if, if we knew ahead of time we were going to do it we could maybe even ask listeners to like send in like their favorites of you oh wow you know cool. I mean? yeah. something like that yeah that'd be cool um, so yeah yeah, we talk about you know. You'll get that. You'll get one person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom. Um, yeah. Well, right. yeah. Actually, I know a lot of people that follow you. I get a lot of messages from friends that uh, 
hey, Chris is going to be here, there, you know, what are you doing tonight? Because a lot of people that I know know that I have followed you for a long yeah. time. So um, I've watched you play with, like, a lot of different local artists. And um, uh, so bringing one, lo one local artist in, because I want to plug him, is Johnny Rodriguez. He's, I love he's Johnny. A yeah. Fantastic oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, he's the man. So, um, he is the man. He yeah. is. He's, <laughs> like... Another um, dude who's been doing it for forever. Oh. He's like over like 30 years. Seemingly like the coolest laid back kind of attitude, yeah. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I know like, you know, when you're playing musicians, you get in rooms and there's all kinds of egos and stuff like that, which um, you guys in a way kind of clash because you guys are both like master at your craft of guitar. But Who's this? Me and Johnny? Johnny. But then Dude, you no. listen to you guys <laughs> play, you learn Not how to do it like trading off parts and all that kind of stuff. And Me and Johnny have fantastic. the coolest relationship. He's just such a nice guy. Like, I look forward to seeing him every week, and he's just, he was, he was just, he's just an awesome dude, and I don't understand, like, like, how you can be that nice all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just don't yeah. I mean, I'm a nice guy. I'm, I, I'm, I'm considerate, you know, but, like, this guy is just, he's just, yeah. you feel peace that's kind of what I, you know what I mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, he has yeah. like this like calmness calm, to him. Calm yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he can shred on a guitar. Yeah, totally. And he's all over the stage. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an animal up there. Yeah, he's a complete opposite person on stage. It's like my wife. <laughs> my wife, you know what I mean? Like she's this reserved, kind of nice, soft-spoken person. But you get her on stage, she's sliding on her knees and playing and screaming and yelling and yeah, yeah it's a whole different yeah. thing. It's amazing. Yeah, me, I'm. I'm just me, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's really it, you know. Yeah. So. All right, on man. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming out. Yeah. What all, um, what all do you have coming up? You're playing in town this week, right? Uh, this this week, yeah. Um, I'm playing at the Cock and Bowl on July 1st, which okay. is uh, Saturday. It'll be Saturday. 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 Yeah. 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 This is yep. Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that one. The whole band and uh, I got uh. So that's maybe, the Chris Shutter's band. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Show his band and whatever name I come up with that yeah. night to make fun of everyone. Yeah, Brian McLean, <laughs> including myself. Um, if <laughs> um, I'm right, Brian McLean, Greg Roby. So Greg's um, not in the Chris band. Okay. okay, I just he know plays, he played with him a lot. Yeah, Greg's in Chris uh, and the Mums, which is every Tuesday at Lee Room yeah, 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 okay, okay. That's Brian. So is, is Brian. Okay, so Brian's not the Chris Shutter's band. He is. Brian is. Yeah, Brian is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's a like a little inter intermingling there. Yeah. It's awesome because you guys like you all play, but you all can go drop in with other people. Yeah, too, like, yeah, yeah such, no kidding. Such a cool thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you been? How how long have you been doing it? Where like music is your only thing, like probably like, since I was nineteen. Oh really? Wow. I worked at a metal press factory when I was nineteen. Um, and I also worked at Frickers in Sylvania okay. for a little yep. while. Yeah. Because no um, the metal press thing, I, and then I worked at Dana Corporation. I was an intern there because I was going to school for electrical engineering. Okay. Yeah. And um, in the middle of school, I just I couldn't. I kept coming up with songs, and I I found it was like taken away from my studies. And I was like, well, this is what obviously what I really want to do. I did some internship, and I realized I can't do this the rest of my life. You know, I just I can't. No offense to anybody that does, because I admire it, but. And it's a great job. I just, it wasn't for me, you know? Right. I just, I can't be one place all the time. I gotta be all the place. But now time. you've gone to college in a completely different way. 
and like going outside of the craft of singing and playing, mm-hmm. but now you're sound engineering essentially. Yeah. Which yeah. you could have gone to school for that. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And get a degree in it, and you probably have like about a hundred times more experience of doing that now than the average person that's like right out of college. I would have to totally agree with you. you. Know? Yeah, because so I mean, I was in, how cool. I've been in the studio with some masters, you know, like, and So kids at home, you can do it. You just have to work hard. Yeah, right? absolutely. You got you to gotta work hard. You got to have a passion and drive. Yep. And, um, and yeah. you got to just stay consistent even when it can get frustrating. Yeah. You got to s- just persevere. I mean, you meet people like, I don't know if you know, Eric Sills, like I was mentioning earlier. That guy is just a, a genius in the studio. I've learned so much from him. Um, I learned a, a ton from Mark Michael. I learned a ton from Scott Fish. I mean, I, it's just put. I just got lucky with the people that I was yeah. hanging out with. Yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. I totally dig it, and I, I have the same passion. I do not have the time. Well, you gotta come to the studio um, sometime. If you, if you um, get a chance, if you get a chance. Yeah, I, maybe I'll I'll send you those clips so you okay. can hear them. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, I played everything, so when I recorded tracks, I did, you know, um, it started with guitar and singing, which was the only way I could keep my time. Yeah. Um, to, I tried to do it to a click metronome, and I would, um, uh, I got a little uh, line in, so um, you can take the click out of it. Yeah. And that became like my track to record to. And I probably did it completely backward, but it's the only way I knew how. Well, you you started um, with the click. Started with a click, but I think a lot of times then the drummer goes in and lines up a drum track. Yeah, you play it. A, a lot of times. I I find what's what's beneficial if you already have the song figured out, you play a acoustic guitar, or piano, whatever, to the click, and then the drummer plays to that, and then you can take that back everything out, out and, and play then to the play to the drums. Okay. Exactly. Yep. yep. That's. That's right way to do it. Yeah, that's what I did. And then I came into a problem that I had some songs where the drum doesn't come in for a while. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to... Like, you probably have to use the click. Yeah, you got to play to the yeah, click, exactly, which is yeah. a lot harder. Um, so I, I've had a lot of experiences of learning how to get there. Um, yeah, well, just play the, four bars, copy and paste, at, yeah. least, at least to start with. You know, yeah, and then I've you can practice by yep. listening to that. Yep. I wouldn't use... I mean, sometimes you can, but I prefer to not copy and paste things if I can... Here's a sweet chorus. Well, I'm going to do this chorus again later, but I don't want to copy and paste it because the it's later one's going to be a little different. Yeah, yeah, you got to make real. it a little different, True. too. I did a lot of that, all in all honesty, because yeah. I was just trying to get like the layout of everything. Well, you want to hear the whole picture. Yeah. You want to hear the yeah. whole thing first. Go, well, okay, now I know what to do. You yeah. know, that you gotta was, lay it out, right? That was, yeah. that was exactly the gist of it. So, so you're doing great. That's exactly what um, you're supposed to do. So. Learning, learning as I go. There you um, go. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I got a little taste of what you go through, and... Uh, for you, it's probably a lot faster process than it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It all depends, man. So. Every studio experience is different. Everyone. So. Maybe. Yep. Very cool. Just yeah. like every beer is a new experience in yes. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think with that, let's uh, get into Chris. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for having yeah. me. I'm really yeah. appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Thanks, man. And um, yeah, we'll uh, spread the word. Um, we'll connect you through like our Facebook and stuff, and we. Uh, post it out so you can Perfect. take yeah. it and run with it however you got your connections and people can come and meet you yeah like, that'd be great ahead. this so, has been awesome um, great experience yeah so uh, going good. into this week's schedule yeah this week Buffalo Rock um, we're located at 345 Anthony Wayne Trail in Waterville Ohio 
and sneak peek soon to be at 5002 Seaman Road in Oregon, Ohio. Awesome. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, coming on 627 Tuesday, we have Jack Sheeb playing the featured artist set of all originals. So that's one of the things, as you know, we promote original right, writing. Yeah. Um, at Buffalo Rock. There's not a lot of places around that are doing it, although it's it's kind of got a vibe now. I know Jake Paluski's got a thing going, yep. um, which you played job. there yeah. mm -hmm. in awesome. the Whiskey Room, yep. um, and I heard it was packed out. It was a good night. Yeah. It was a good night, yeah. Um, and uh, 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 I think Quench and Tempered Breweries doing mm -hmm. some stuff. They are. The they just yeah, started. I think you played there also. I have. Oh, did you? Twice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. All originals. So I like doing that. Yeah, yeah, right on. So um, we could definitely do that um, when you got something scheduled mm -hmm. and when you want to do that, let's talk and we'll promote it that way. Like, like All a week ahead set. of time. Right. Right. So it's like something, you know, people, like people can prepare for it. Yep. That's exactly. A cool idea. Yeah. That's yep. cool. Um, so, okay. Going in Tuesday, Jack Sheeb, seven to eight, um, from five thirty till nine thirty. outside of that seven to eight time. It is open mic night hosted by Jan and Tim. Um, we have Captain's Kitchen Food Truck, Good Eats. Uh, going into Wednesday, we have Aaron Hertzfeld playing six to nine. Uh, Captain's Kitchen again, repeating. Uh, we did that a couple of times in the year to uh, work friendships with them because they helped us out so much through the winter time. Yeah. And great food truck. Going on to Thursday, we have Shane Piasecki, uh, Cruising Cuisine. Um, there's the food truck. Okay, um, cool. Shane is from six to nine. Um, and actually, I think Shane may be starting a little bit early that night because I think he's got another gig um, at the Idiot later, and I think we're going to bump him up like about 45 minutes. Oh, so, okay. Um, and I'll post that out that way. Yeah, sweet. Uh, speaking of Johnny Rod coming into Friday, we have ah, Johnny Rodriguez cool. uh, playing from 7 to 10, and the Saucy Slamwich will be packed that night, I would imagine. That's, yeah, right on. That's two powerhouses loaded together on yeah. the same night, food and music. Um, and then going in again, what a what a packed week of music and, and food trucks. Jake Paluski coming in on Saturday from 7 to 10 with El Padrino. Ah, uh, cool. Um, and so that July 1st, Saturday, is uh, we're also going to have, we're uh, going to tap our Christmas sale for Christmas in July. Oh, yeah. Oh, so cool. it's something to remember. Christmas in yeah. July coming. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So. And we believe in the double hump day, too. So going back uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, both days from 4 to 7. Are one dollar off all pints. Nice. Hump day happy hour. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, so that that's a, a heck of a week of solid food week ahead, man. Ahead. Yeah. Um, excited to get talking about what's going on at the new location. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've already in. started a little bit of the uh, pregame work over there, and we can talk about that next week. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks Tune for coming in. out. Chris again, thank you Chris for coming again. out. Yeah, really, thanks really for having me. Yeah, really appreciate it, dude. I really appreciate it. With that, that's a wrap for Bevy's on Tap. Cool.